walk into a bar, quarantine version. I'm Sean O. Pretty yes. Uh, we're we're uh, doing a remote session here because we're responsible individuals. We're not out. Uh, uh, what do you call it? We're keeping our social distance, as as it is said. Oh, you know, we both have uh, parents that are, uh, you know, have some health issues. So we're trying to be responsible individuals. Unlike everybody who's running out and standing in lines like fools uh, because they weren't prepared for anything. And they're standing next to somebody who could be sick because they want to get more toilet paper. Or there's people who just don't give a fuck because their favorite bar is closed and they're mad. So, so, so I mean, there are, I, I have seen people that have stood in, in line with uh, three feet, six feet behind them or apart from other people to prevent passing on or catching uh, this virus. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, uh, people that were upset that uh, they couldn't celebrate St. Patrick's Day, yeah, I mean, you, gotta, you just have to be informed that they're doing about these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there'll be another St. Patrick's Day, you know. And St. Patrick, really, honestly, as an Irish person, uh, St. Patrick's Day is for fucking rookies. I hate going out on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day anyhow because that's when every idiot comes out who can't handle their liquor and acts like a complete fucking moron. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I, what, what I did is I ordered beer from uh, Frogtown Brewery uh, here, and they nice. delivered it to the house, so I didn't have to go out. Uh, I got uh, one of my favorite beers. It's called the War on Sobriety, and it's a fucking glorious nice. beer. Over 10% AVB, and it's glorious. So, you know. Good, man. Good. You know, oh, support like support put, your uh, local to business usually, that way. During every episode, we like to enjoy the beers that we've had. Um, we have been able to procure across the the LA area or the world. Uh, this time we're doing a so the show sober. Yep. Uh, specifically, so we can make sure that we stay as healthy as possible, make sure our immune systems are in tip top shape. Should that coronavirus uh, show up? Yeah, come knocking at the door. Shit up. Yes. Yes, indeed. So um, I mean, so, so there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Like uh, first, um, just how surreal this is. Like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, like we were watching news, we were listening to what was going on in other places in China and in Europe, and, and sort of thinking about how far away and foreign it felt. Yeah. Uh, and how how if it got here, it wouldn't be anywhere near as as a big deal as as it currently is, and and we're just looking at. At projections, and I'm sure people have said that it's going to get much, much worse. I heard that it's possible that there could be up to two million people dead in the U.S. if we don't do anything about um, uh, about this, or if we don't make any drastic changes. Um, I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I mean, no. I don't. I also don't think it's going to be like only 500 people or only 6,000 people. I think it's going to get much worse before it gets better. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a picnic, but it's not going to be as bad. I think a lot of this stuff, people staying away. There is going to be a big old spike, and that that's what sucks is they're gonna you know they're gonna talk about it constantly, and people are sitting at home and they're gonna be watching it. The numbers grow, go up, and the numbers are gonna be going up because you know because like in Florida, people are still going to the beaches. Some of them, I don't know. I got a friend yeah. that lives in Miami Beach, and a lot of the beaches have quarantines. Some of them don't. Good. Though. You know, mm-hmm. and people that want to go out to bars, they're going to get, you know, somebody's going to get sick. And there's people, like I said, people standing in line at the stores where they're not, you know, like Costco or whatever, like where the lines are down the block. You can't, you know, if, if people yeah. were six feet away, you know, it's going to be a six mile long line. 
you know so yeah it's just not you know there's there's gonna be a spike in a couple of weeks and it's gonna be a scary spike yeah yeah and uh um like one of the things that i've been doing is just you know because like, i have some downtime spending a lot of time at the house so i tracked I, i'm just writing down the numbers for every uh, number of cases reported each day and then watching the increase and it's it's slowly and surely just like a lot of people have talked about and how it happened in china how it's happened in italy in South Korea, the numbers are increasing at an exponential pace. Um, New York had an increase. They have half the population of California, or nearly have the half the population of California, and they currently have twice as many infections. Something, some, somewhere in the order of a thousand, or fifteen hundred, or twenty, or two thousand. Yeah. And um, that's either that means two things: either they're actually testing people and they're identifying. Uh, something close to the correct number of people that actually do have this disease or or they're just a lot more screwed than the rest of America I think it's closer to the to the first rather than the latter but um, but one of the things that's a big issue right now is not being able to get tests the the guidelines or the requirements to be able to get a test are, are, are very stringent right now everybody should be getting tested in my opinion everybody not mm -hmm. not all at once obviously but as soon as you have symptoms, you should be able to go, not with a not with a doctor's note, but you should be able to go to a center, a drive-through center, and well, they're talking about mailing mailing them sure. out to people too to keep health workers safe. Uh, yeah, I was absolutely. watching that on the news today. They're working on trying to get health uh, kits. Uh, Eli Lilly in my hometown, Lafayette, uh, said that they're going to have ready like two thousand tests a day uh, for people to come through and get their tests. And stuff like that. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's one of those uh, big pharmaceutical companies that hopefully is going to step up and uh, start mass producing this stuff. I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. Um, there's a lot of money to be made in any uh, disaster, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm, you know, I'm sure they're thinking about it that way. I, I'm sure there's a, philanthrop a philanthropic. Uh, motive as well, but you can never rule out this whole um, idea mm -hmm. of trying to make money off this. Like, imagine if you were able to um, copyright or patent the the vaccine for this. Yeah. Imagine how much money you could sell. Well, that that would be if there was only that one vaccine. Because I mean, I think I want to think that there is probably more than one way to do it. So hopefully, more people will come up with them and things like that. Yeah. So. Right, or, or have a cure for it. Yeah, I, I, I think in this case, I think it would be the prudent thing to do or the just thing to do would be not to make it for profit at all. Yeah. Just make it and give it to anybody that needs it. I read an article that they said in France that the French Minister of Health is saying that uh, taking uh, anti-inflammatories like uh, Advil seem to be aggravating it, so not to take those. That they aggravate. Yeah, no ibuprofen. Yeah, no ibuprofen. Yeah, that's what it was, ibuprofen. So, yep. Yeah. Yep, that's what I've heard the same thing. Yeah, in the meantime, just make sure, or uh, I've, I've heard um, just vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium, vitamin D. Keep yourself uh, stocked up on those vitamins. Um, I know um, elderberry is also typically recommended. However, uh, apparently, it's counterindicated for um, people that have this. Apparently, it it aids in inflammation, similar to what ibuprofen does. Mm -hmm. So it's not good. So do not take elderberry. Um, again, I, and and I just again, I'm not. A, I just want to make sure everybody knows I'm not a doctor. I'm not in in, in healthcare. Um, 
please no, look at, at the at the internet for proper information and not from a blog post or Facebook. Get a reputable source in terms of what is recommended. Yeah, uh, yeah. And how to deal with this. You don't want to end up gargling with bleach and thinking that that's going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Heard, right? Listen, like, listen, listen to the experts. Stupid... Don't listen to politicians. <laughs> don't listen to politicians. Listen to experts and communicable that's diseases. Because, right. you know, there's a lot of doctors that are out there saying stuff, but they're, they're not doctors in communicable diseases. Some of them, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I saw Dr. Phil on TV talk about it. You know, he's not a communicable disease doctor so i mean granted i'm sure he reads a lot of stuff and everything but listen listen to the experts in the field you know not the mm-hmm. not the not the you know like it, even i think it was dr oz was saying something maybe maybe it was dr oz or one of those or sanjay gupta one of them is a neuroscientist and you know i you know i'm sure he's well versed in it because you know i, I like San, sanjay gupta i think he you know i was happy when obama actually asked him to be the surgeon general i was kind of bummed when he said no uh but you know he i don't think he i'm either thinking of him or dr oz i don't remember which one of them is a neuroscientist so you know they they all have something to say but i'm listening to the people who work in communicable diseases they're they're the ones you really want to listen to exactly exactly and especially now i mean there's there's a lot of uh, information that's being put out by a lot of different people and you have to consider what their motives are um you know, uh, it, it, to me, like one of the things that makes perfect sense is if you want to stop this disease, one of the things to do absolutely is to enact something like a lockdown, especially in a city or a county or a state where you have a lot of cases. Um, but you also have um, states where there's like two or three cases now and people are saying, well, you know, why? Why do anything like a lockdown? It's so extreme for only two or three cases. In my opinion is that, again, I've been an epidemiologist or an expert in how diseases spread. But to me, it makes sense that if you have two or three cases, you shut down the city. Uh, not all services, obviously, just the, the ones that, that, um, that everything that's non-essential um, in order to be able to keep it that low. So you don't end up with an ER, ER full of people that are incredibly sick and needing ICU uh, spaces without enough ventilators for everybody. And you end up in a situation like what's going on in Italy, where they're essentially deciding um, if you have two people, one of them's in their 80s, and you have another one in their 40s, and when they're both in dire need of a ventilator, well, they have to make the hard decision, the unfortunate decision, the hard decision to give uh, priority to the younger person, the yeah, one yeah. that is more likely to survive. Yeah, and you know that end up in that situation. The 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 businesses. I mean, I'm glad that some businesses are finding ways around this, where they can have, you know, people can come in and they'll bring food out to you and deliver it for you. Because know, some people like me, you know, I don't cook. If my girlfriend didn't cook, I'd be totally fucked right now, because mm-hmm. I don't cook. So it's good that places are doing that, you know. So like, you know, the homeless or anybody like that can get food, because it sucks to actually just you know shutter places because it's going to fuck businesses up but this way they can at least stay open some people can keep their jobs and keep working through this um but you you know you have to think you know typhoid mary if anybody reads history you know i think she was an innkeeper and because she had typhoid and she worked at that i think she worked at her inn or her restaurant uh that's what caused that huge outbreak you know uh that, that that killed just tons of people and it was, you know, it was a, it was a business that started it. So, you know, 
you know, some people are freaking out about their business. And I would say if I was a business owner, I would prepare for being able to, to weather a storm, you know, uh, just as I have in my personal life. Uh, people need to be personally responsible. And, and yeah. you know, a lot of people just aren't, you know, and it, it's not it's not a conservative or a liberal thing. It's people are just in general kind of irresponsible and it, it sucks. You know, uh, people need to be prepared I mean, there's there's books written on how to be prepared. Like we live in California, and this shows how many people weren't prepared for the big one, you know. Mm-hmm. And that you know that's that's not the federal government, that's not the state government's fault, that's the individual's fault. They weren't responsible, you know, for for themselves or their loved ones. And it's horrifying right, right. because imagine if we had an earthquake right now, just how much it would just fuck things up even worse, man. You know, because right, shit can happen. Right, right. Shit can happen like that. Right. And and you know we're we're talking about like two different things. Like uh, one one would be that um, like you said, like just being prepared and having something ready for a disaster. You know, like that's that's just preparedness. You can you can put away something every month, or at least just set up small amount of food or money or materials that you're gonna need for an emergency like this. Yeah. Um, but you know, we also live in a society where we have lots of people who um, who can't afford to save, who can't afford to have that extra little bit of money, extra little bit of um, non-perishables or th- or anything they might be able to use in an emergency when it comes to it. Like they just like you know live paycheck to paycheck and. I mean, I technically, I mean, I I really do live paycheck to paycheck. But if you squirrel away a little bit every month, even if it's just you know ten, fifteen dollars, a can or two extra of food, it does add up in the long run. And it's it's too late right right now. You can't you can't do it now for this. No. But the fact of the matter is, even somebody who is poor can take these precautions. I mean, if you buy an extra thing of pasta every time you go to the store. You know, obviously house payments and stuff like that, that's a whole different, you know, mortgages and stuff. That's a whole different ball game right there. Yeah. yeah. But in, in the meantime, um, I think uh, like we've talked about um, before we started recording is um, there are a lot of people helping each other. And this is a good time to start helping each other out as much as possible, you know, without putting yourself in immediate danger or risk. But yeah, this is um, yeah a, a lot of a lot of the features of the kind of uh, society that we live in that we live in where capitalism reigns. Um, we're going to see, and we're seeing now how that contributes to the kind of chaos that can emerge, where people are not going to be prepared, and unfortunately, um, well, well, the way, a lot of bad things will happen in the next few weeks, next few months. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen I've seen a little bit of both. I've seen some people that you know, like the cops had have to be stationed outside of Costco to keep the peace. Uh yeah. there was a big fight in one of the Costcos where somebody was busting bottles over somebody's head. So there oh is these gosh. people that are acting like complete maniacs. But then there are people who are helping people out. Now I wanna say, um God, I forgot his name. Is one of the libertarians uh he lives in an apartment building and what he did is he went around and put notes on everybody's doors like uh uh uh, uh, say if there was any seniors in the building that needed any help Mm -hmm. so when he went to the store he was gonna do all their shopping for them you know and Mm -hmm. do it all for them because he's he's in his 30s you know he can deal with that and he and and when it was time 
for him to go to the store, he was going to do that and then set their groceries outside so that they could keep their social distance and things like that. And, and it is people like that who think of others that can help us through these kind of situations. Like, I like, like, you know, I don't drive. So, you know, you offered to, mm-hmm. you know, you offered to be, if I needed anything and I appreciate that, you know, it's, 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 it's getting through these things together is how right, we weather right, the right. storm, and, you know, yeah, two, two totally different political help views. Each other out. But we, we think alike from, in that sense. So we think alike in that sense. You know, you got to help people out. out. I'm sorry, Sean, you're cutting out. We're, oh. we're unfortunately recording. Um, we're using cell phones to be able to record, or I'm using a cell phone to be able to record. And yeah, we're doing low tech as hell today. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oddly enough, though, uh, we can still be able to, we're still able to record a podcast even though we're in two totally different places using lowest amount of possible technology available. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, reg- we got to help each other out regardless of political affiliation, you know, um, Re- Republicans, conservatives, liberals, progressives, libertarians. Atheists, Christians, re- Muslims, and Jews. All of us, man. We got we to look out for each other because at the end, we're all Americans. And we're all humans yeah. worldwide That's if right. we want to go past the borders. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And that really should be the message that that I think it's, it's the most important. That should be the most important that we shouldn't be holding up to everybody. That, you know, even though there's a, there's a lot of people that just consider or are, are still thinking uh, and have been thinking that this is just a flu. Why even worry about it? Why are we making a big deal? Like, I'm just going to live my life. I'm not going to let a virus get in the way of uh, me going celebrating St. Patrick's. <laughs> um, you know, they're they're going to need help, and they will get help. Um, but for right now, it, we just have to start thinking more about, you know, making sure that we're safe and that others are safe once we secure our own safety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, um, be, just be responsible. Seen... Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly, and um, you know, it's it. I was watching this morning. I was watching TV, which uh, I don't typically do, but now I have time to watch TV. And uh, on one of the morning TV shows, they were talking about how to make the food in your pantry last. It it made me think of like what uh, life in the '30s must have been. Yeah, you know, yeah. Where you don't have you don't have a lot, and you have to stretch it out for as long as possible. And I just thought how surreal that was. Yeah, to be, for it to be 2020 and. To experience that, yeah, twenty twenty, man, fucking, uh, yeah, it's it's really a trip, man. Yeah, you got to make the things we yep. have stretch stretch everything out, and yep. uh, you know, I, be conservative even at home in that sense. You know, you, you know, like me, I I I I drink a lot of soda, so I uh, I I cut back on how much I drink, so I don't have to go back out. You know, even on even on, you know, I I smoke weed. You know, I cut back on that. Yeah. You know, cut back on everything, just so mm-hmm. you don't have to go out. You know, you you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't exactly. have to, you don't exactly. have to gorge. You don't have to do this and that. You know, I know some people eat right. when they eat. Some people get eat when they get nervous. So that 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 can be a problem. Yeah. You know, you make exactly. yourself nervous and, and you put yourself in danger of running out and have to go get more. Right, right, and that's that's the thing too. We have to be able to plan out. Um, and oddly enough, living in in these crazy ass times, we have to think about how much food we have. Uh, ration that out over like X amount of days or weeks and be able to plan for what we're going to do when that food runs out. Yeah. And there's uh, there are food delivery services, fortunately, so you don't have to venture out yourself. 
Um, but but those people that are out there for because of need or because they're working or because they're in they're in, in law enforcement in the medical field or in the fire department, those people are brave, dude. They're they're super brave, and I want to give a, a quick shout out to them because they're doing things that are essential to our society for it to continue, and uh, that some of us are, aren't doing or can't do, and they're doing it for us. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. Um, there's a couple more more things um, that I was thinking about, like in terms of our current reaction. I know one of the things that um, I want to recommend to everybody as much as possible is um, constantly, if you can, just make sure you're checking in on friends, making sure you're checking in neighbors if you can, ma- uh, maintaining that social distance. So that way we can, um, like if we're checking in our, our own symptoms, just to make sure that uh, when appropriate, contact the, the medical services, you know, emergency rooms, your own personal doctor. Not necessarily going to the ER because that that's gonna be a shit show. Uh, but make sure like uh, the three main symptoms as I'm sure everybody knows the dry cough, the fever, and uh, difficulty breathing. That's that those those three symptoms are the main ones. Yeah. Uh, there are others that are less um, frequent or that don't appear as frequently, but just make sure you keep track of that yourself. Yeah. And um. Also, want to touch on um, five ways to keep yourself from getting the coronavirus. Cause, because ideally, ideally, the best case scenario for all of us, for all of us, whether it's California or across the United States or, or the world, is that we're we're sheltered in place, and we wait, we wait it out, and then at the end of X amount of weeks, we emerge and we're fine. That would be the absolute best case scenario. Yeah. Um, so in order to do that is uh, stay safe and stay healthy and, and coronavirus free. So we want to make sure I always I, that I mentioned this. Make sure number one, what you wash your hands. Number two, and when I say wash your hands, I'm sure it's already everybody's already heard. Twenty seconds. Make sure you're washing every part of your your hands, in between your fingers, your wrists, everything. And then don't touch your face. Really important. So I don't know if you've noticed, Sean, but I've I've tried not to touch my face and find myself reaching my cheek my nose my forehead my chin like 20 30 times a day and i've stopped myself from doing that that's which is a new thing yeah well if you're if you're if you're um, at home already i don't think that's much of a problem because i know i i was just mentioning uh fern i've uh because i saw that uh that you know having a beard can uh you if you go out and you have a mask on you it, having a beard can make it easier for it to to for the virus to get in there and i've shaved my beard right. And this is the first time I haven't had a beard in close to thirty years, and it feels fucking weird. I can't, I can't stop touching my face. I'm like, oh shit, where is it at? Oh, I got a chin, you, you know. So it, you, you know, know <laughs> so it's, it's fucking you know weird. You're no Viking. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking weird, man. I, I, I it's like, man, it's so fucking weird. So yeah, right. you know, yeah, not touching your face when you're in public, man. That's a, that's a big fucking thing, man. Because you know that huge, that right there, huge, you know, huge. that can be that can be your ass, you know. Right. And uh, number number three, social distancing. If you do have to go, make sure you stay three to six feet away from people. The lo- the, the the farther away, the better. Um, on uh, last the la- I think the last day that I was at work, I remember we were driving home, and no, it wasn't the last day. It was maybe this past Saturday. I went and I and when the numbers were getting worse and worse across the world in Italy, and the numbers were starting to spike up in the U.S., and I saw a couple on a Sunday night walking arm in arm. And it looked like it was their first date, and I remember thinking like, "Oh man, this, they must really like each other if they're going out yeah, in the yeah. middle of this crazy epidemic, and they're 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 so close to each other." 
man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't wrap up from that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, love in the age of Corona. And, uh, I was wondering. I was, I, I'm wondering about the uh, the birth spike that's going to happen in December and January from all the people quarantined at home. Nothing to do. There's going to be and, a lot of a lot of banging going on. And and the number of divorces that are going to happen. Oh, yeah, that too. Nice. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I was, I, you know me. I'm a I'm a sicko. Yeah. I was thinking of all the banging going on. That's right. <laughs> banging leading to births and divorce. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll see. Um, number. <laughs> Number four, uh, if you're sneezing or you're coughing, make sure you cough into your elbow. I can't can't stress that can't stress that enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're having symptoms like the ones that I mentioned, especially the fever, fever seems to be the initial uh, um, first uh, initial symptom. Make sure you stay home and, and don't don't make contact with other people. Just be responsible. Keep yourself sick. And yeah, yeah. Um, apparently. Apparently, eighty percent, and these these numbers will change. I'm sure as we we learn more and there are more cases, but it looks like eighty percent of the people that have tested positive for the coronavirus uh, tend to be either asymptomatic or have incredibly mild symptoms to the point where they have no idea uh, that they were sick. Uh-huh. Um, and twenty percent have uh, symptoms that are a lot more serious and may possibly require hospitalization. And obviously, depending on your age group, the mortality rate will change. But it's definitely a lot higher than what the flu is for um, compared to the coronavirus. So make sure um, to not make like even if you're not feeling sick, even if you have no symptoms, just can consider yourself um, as uh, having the virus and just try to make sure that you're not passing it on to anybody. And I would I, I think of it that way so that way I don't get catch it or pass it on to other people because yeah. it's also there are a lot of people that are being asymptomatic. And they have no idea that they're sick, and they're probably behaving as if they're not sick. So, and they may be passing it on because of that. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 be safe and responsible to each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of irresponsible, my aunt runs uh, a volleyball league in our, in my hometown. Speaking of irresponsible, <laughs> all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And uh, you know, one of the parents of one of the kids tested positive for they she'd mm-hmm. just gotten back from Italy or something like that, and I'll be damned oh, if she didn't no. send the kid to volleyball. And my aunt flipped out and just canceled the whole thing. Said, no, no, everybody's got to go home. And, man, her boss was pissed at her. And this is last week before everything really hit the fan. And she said, no, I'm playing it safe. And her boss was mad as fuck. And then, you know, three days later, they canceled everything. My aunt said, well, you know, see, I told you so. And her boss was like, well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed. She goes, well, it's supposed to be a group meeting thing. She goes, a group meeting would have meant everybody would have been exposed. No, that's just stupid. You know, if. You know, and, and, and for that and parent, for that parent to send somebody was just highly irresponsible. Highly irresponsible, and and you know, like if uh, your aunt's boss was right and they had a group meeting, that means that they would all be in the face, face to face, possibly in a small room, like less than three feet away from each other, talking about this, and and you know, possibly passing it on to other people. I mean, it just doesn't make sense now. Yeah, I I, I don't understand. So, Right. But you know what? Um, so we're nearing or nearing the thirty-minute mark. So I think we can wrap it up. All right. So yes, yeah, we'll wrap uh, this up. Last words. Now that everybody be safe, uh, we're gonna try to get some episodes out like this since we're on quarantine. So we should uh, yeah. Yeah. be be a little bit better about it these days. Now that we have got everything under control, we'll see how this works out. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say? Yeah. Stay safe, man. Yeah.
All right, so we'll see you next time on a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar or we're drinking at home. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks for listening. Oh, uh, well, we'll we'll do it on the next episode where where you can listen to us. All All right.